0: Hello and welcome to Box Office Receipts. I'm your host Tyler Callahan, and we got a lot of news in Hollywood this week, as well as the weekend numbers. Let's start with the domestic top five. <music> Staying in first place for the third weekend in a row is the Super Mario Bros. movie with 58.2 million, for a total of 434.3 million. Opening in second place is Evil Dead Rise. With 23.5 million, opening third place is The Covenant with 6.2 million. John Wick Chapter Four came in fourth place with 5.7 million, for a total of 168.8 million. In fifth place was Air with 5.5 million, for a total now of 41.3 million. Also to follow up on other movies, since we've had a lot come out, Dungeons and Dragons came in sixth place, and now has a total of 82.1 million. That 100 million the threshold seems less and less likely now and renfield is pretty much done dropping 61% from opening weekend and now has a total of 13.6 million also e24 is not having a good time with bow is afraid their latest film starring Joaquin Phoenix last week they had a limited release and this weekend expanded to 965 theaters and it only brought in 2.7 million dollars with a total of 3.1 million. It does not help that the reviews are mixed and it's three hours long, but still, coming off of the whale and everything everywhere all at once, this isn't great. So Universal and keep raking in the cash with Mario and will at this rate likely hit 600 million domestic. I knew this would be big, but not this big. Uh, For New Line and Warner Bros. Discovery, they finally had a good opening this year with Evil Dead Rise, and with strong reviews, should continue to do well at the box office. As for MGM, though, they did not have a good time with The Covenant, directed by Guy Ritchie and starring Jake Gyllenhaal. It's reported to have a budget of around $55 million, and this does not seem like a movie that would have international appeal, so it really needed the domestic box office to do the heavy lifting, and it didn't. I also feel like this was the wrong time to release it. I mean, a smash between a family film, a horror film, and the other action films around. This really didn't have an audience. If it wanted to make a little more cash, it should have had, I'd say, a release in the fall. In China, another anime film debuted in first place with the first slam dunk, earning $39.3 million over the weekend. Now, it did open on Wednesday, so its current total is $56.5 million. Right On dropped second place with 2.9 million for a total of 28.9 million. Third place was Hachiko with 2.5 million for a total of 40.3 million. In fourth place was the Super Mario Bros. movie with $1.8 million for a total of 19.9 million. And in fifth place was Suzume with 1.7 million for a total of 114.2 million. Internationally, the Super Mario Bros movie continues to dominate, earning another 70.7 million for a worldwide total of 871.8 million. Also just a quick update on Mexico since it's killing it there. Its gross there is now at 65.6 million, making it the fifth biggest movie ever there at the box office. Evil Dead Rise earned 16.8 million for a worldwide opening weekend of 40.3 million. The Pope's Exorcist made 5.7 million, for a worldwide total of 52 million. Air is now at 68.9 million worldwide, and Dungeons and Dragons is at 178 million worldwide. Moving over to news on Hollywood, let's start with the biggest news, and that was Comcast has fired NBC Universal CEO Jeff Schell. He was fired with cause after a company investigation revealed he had an inappropriate relationship and committed sexual harassment with an employee who was an anchor on their financial network CNBC. For the time being, Comcast president Mike Cavanaugh has assumed Shell's former duties. So yeah, this was, I would say, shocking to hear. And if they got some evidence to support these claims, which, since it's for cause, I would assume so, then this is an open and shut case. At a minimum, it's inappropriate to have a relationship with one of your employees, especially if you are the CEO of a huge division within Comcast, and then committed sexual harassment. And from what's being reported, this has been going on for a while. Curious to see who they hire to replace them. Over at Disney, they have started their biggest wave of layoffs this week. By the end of it, 4,000 of the expected 7,000 employees will be let go. While this has been known for weeks now, it still is terrible. And I hope everyone let go are able to find jobs as soon as possible. Besides the shocking firing and Disney doing their big wave of layoffs... A lot of Hollywood this week was focused on CinemaCon, where studios presented to cinema owners. For Warner Brothers, the two big things they showed off was the first trailer for Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom, as well as the full Flash movie. No reviews are out yet, as it's meant more for cinema owners and get them excited about it. Still, it means they have a lot of confidence in it. As for the Aquaman trailer, the public will likely have to wait a few more months to see it. With Paramount, the main film they showed off was Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1. They announced that the film will come out two days earlier than planned, now coming out July 12th on a Wednesday. And they also showed off the new trailer that will also be released at some point publicly, as well as a 20-minute preview of the film. They also took this time to give a lot of details about the new animated Transformers movie. It is now called Transformers 1, and is set to come out next July with the plot focused on a younger, Optimus Prime, and Megatron, and how they went from close friends to enemies. As for voice cast, Paramount is getting some big names for it, with Chris Hemsworth playing Prime, Brian Tyree Henry playing Megatron, with the rest of the cast including Scarlett Johansson, John Hamm, and Lawrence Fishburne. The only potential issue here is Chris Hemsworth needs to knock it out of the park with the voice acting. Peter Cullen's voice for the character is iconic at this point, and while it makes sense to have a different actor play him as he is supposed to be younger, still needs to sound somewhat similar to Cullen's voice, otherwise fans are going to lose it. But besides that, I'm actually looking forward to this. From Disney, and specifically Searchlight, they have an update for Gareth Edwards' latest film, previously called True Love, it will instead be called The Creator, and now comes out September 29th, previously it was set to come out October 6th. The film is a sci-fi one set in the future and stars John David Washington. This is a good move for Searchlight, as it was opening up the same weekend as *Craven: the Hunter, which could be big, maybe not. Uh, Searchlight is not taking that chance and is making a smart move of opening a week early. The studio also released a trailer for Next Goal Wins, directed by Taika Waititi and stars Michael Fassbender. It looks like it'll be a solid movie, and I hope Taika has a return to form here. Taking a look at 20th Century Studios, Deadline is exclusively reporting. They are working on a sequel to dodgeball and vince vaughn will return to star in it the only other piece of information is that jordan vandina will write the script no word on who will direct it and if any other of the previous cast members will return the first one was great and loved watching it growing up i just hope that they have a good idea for a sequel because i also love that anchorman and the sequel yeah wasn't that good in a small piece of star wars news Damon Lindelof spoke to Esquire, where he said that basically he was asked to leave the film he was working on, but did not go into specifics. I believe, based on the movies that were announced, I think he was working on what would become the right movie, as set after The Rise of Skywalker. I'm curious why they asked him to leave, because he usually does good, great work, really. For Lionsgate at CinemaCon, they released the first trailer for The Battle of Songbirds and Snakes, which actually looks good. Personally, I only watched three out of the four Hunger Games movies, and they were okay to good, Uh, but to be nothing special. But watching the trailer, it does seem at least production-wise they are stepping it up, especially with Francis Lawrence coming back to direct it. It comes out November 17th. For Sony at CinemaCon, they had two things going on. First was showing off Napoleon, the Ridley Scott movie that they will now be distributing for Apple. They confirmed that it would be released in theaters at Thanksgiving before going to Apple TV Plus. During the press conference, they also showed off some footage of the film showcasing Joaquin Phoenix as Napoleon. i um, looking forward to watching this. Sony also showed off the Equalizer 3, starring Denzel Washington, who also received a Lifetime Achievement Award from CinemaCon, so congratulations to him. As for the film, it's an Equalizer film set in Italy, and it comes out September 1st. Universal has found their writers for Fast 11, with Deadline exclusively reporting that they have hired Christina Hodson and Oren Uzel to write the script. Joel Kinnaman has signed on to star Neil Blomkamp's upcoming film They Found Us, which will be an alien abduction thriller, with the production set to begin later this year. Ever since District 9, of Blomkamp has been hit or miss, but I hope he does great here, and Kinnaman is a great actor, so I'm looking forward to it. And I guess we'll also see how Bloom Camp is doing when Gran Turismo comes out later this year. Finally, Deadline is exclusively reporting. Some casting updates for Gladiator 2 at Paramount, with Connie Nielsen coming back to reprise her role as Lucilla. And Joseph Quinn is in talks to play Emperor Cara For VOD Premium, let's start off with Apple, where Deadline is exclusively reporting that Apple TV Plus's latest film, Ghosted, debuted to great numbers. Samba TV is reporting that the film got around 328,500 viewers in its first two days, but Deadline is saying that they are hearing the numbers are even higher. Now, Samba TV only calculates its numbers off of smart TVs, so it is not the most accurate, but between their numbers and what Deadline is saying, we at least have a baseline of how it's doing so far. Apple has also given The Morning Show an early renewal for Season 4, with Season 3 set to air sometime this fall. Over at Hulu, 20th Century Studios is getting ready to release Vacation Friends 2, which will come out on Hulu August 25th. Outside the United States, it will be released on Star. The first film came out on streaming back in 2021, and I had no idea a sequel was made, or maybe I reported on it and I completely forgot, but... For me, hearing this, like, coming out of left field. Staying with Disney for a second, reviews have started to come out for the upcoming Disney Plus movie, Peter Pan and Wendy, and reviews are okay, with it getting 62% on Rotten Tomatoes. It comes out April 28th. At Peacock, the only thing they had this week was a teaser trailer for their upcoming series, Twisted Metal, starring Anthony Mackie. This is a video game adaptation of a series that used to be popular on PlayStation, And in an interesting move, Peacock will be streaming all 10 episodes July 27th. They are not doing one a week. Considering that they need every sub they can get, I wonder if this is indicative of the quality of the show. While personally, I'm not expecting Last of Us level of quality, I do hope it's somewhat good. For Amazon Studios and Prime Video, they sadly got hit with job cuts with 100 people losing their jobs. Hopefully, they will be able to land on their feet as soon as possible. In exclusive from Deadline, they are reporting that Michael P. Jordan and Christopher McQuarrie are teaming up to produce a movie for Amazon Studios called Iron Curtain. This was originally an idea and script McQuarrie wrote back in 2003, and he and Eric Jenderson will work on rewriting it. Besides that, not much is known, including what the plot is and who is going to direct and star in it. We will see how this one comes together. Nielsen has released their top 10 charts for streaming for the last week of March, and there are a few notable things. First off, for Netflix, The Night Agent continues to do well, now clocking in at 3 billion minutes watched, and on the Nielsen charts, makes it the 24th most watched show or film since they started tracking streaming back in 2020. Not a big, big record, I know, I know, but it does show that Netflix is building up another year of hits for their service. Murder Mystery 2 also debuted on the top 10 chart, placing third with 1.1 billion minutes in its first few days of release. For Disney+, Plus, the big show for them on the chart was The Mandalorian, in the middle of its third season, now with 878 million minutes, and for Apple, they have made it to the top 10 with Ted Lasso, with 570 million minutes, and if you look at the top 10 streaming originals, then Ted Lasso jumps up to fourth place, right behind The Mandalorian. Sticking with numbers, let's take a look at Netflix's recent Top 10 chart for the past week, where The Diplomat debuted in first place with 57.4 million minutes. With this, The Night Agent dropped to second place with 56.6 million minutes. So yeah, it was actually a pretty close race. As for their reality shows, the live event, which did not go well for Love is Blind, did not stop people from watching, as the fourth season raked in 39.4 million views, for a 4th place finish. The streamer released a teaser trailer for its 3rd season of The Witcher, and the last one, starring Henry Cavill as Geralt. With the teaser though, Netflix confirmed that like a few of their other shows, will be split into two parts, with Volume 1 coming out June 29th, and Volume 2 coming out July 27th. Netflix does seem to have found a middle ground in stretching out their shows, but also not abandoning their binge model, with them splitting up the seasons over a month to two binge drops. Personally, I haven't watched a show on Netflix where this affected me. So if you have watched a show recently where Netflix has done this, what do you think of it? Let me know. Netflix CEO Ted Sarandos has stated this week that the company will commit to spending $2.5 billion over the next few years on producing South Korean shows and films. This doesn't come as a shock. South Korean content has been doing really well over the past few years and doesn't show signs of slowing down even if they aren't all massive hits like Squid Game. Finally, Deadline is exclusively reporting that Adam McKay will team up again with Netflix on his upcoming movie, Average Height, Average Build. The dark comedy will be directed by McKay and stars Robert Pattinson, Amy Adams, Robert Downey Jr., and Forrest Whitaker. As for the plot, it follows a serial killer who hires a lobbyist to try and change the law so it is easier for him to get away with murder. Based on the cast and the director's previous work, this, to me, would easily be one of the best films of the year whenever it comes out. But with Vice and Don't Look Up not being that great, I hope McKay can hit a home run here. And as it for this episode of Box Office Receipts. Thank you for listening. If you want to follow me on Facebook or Twitter, links to those are in the show notes. See you next time.